we give Jesus a big hand? What amazing things the Lord did in the over 50 women that went up to Alpine, Arizona, tracked up the mountain to go and meet with the Lord and grow relationships. Just, yeah, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And then uh, that, uh, that's going to continue to work in the hearts of, of those ladies, but also gonna, it's going to work in the hearts of everyone that's here that is going to hear the blessings of what the Lord did in their lives. Because God does great things, amen? He can, do, he can do in one weekend what we can't do in our lifetime. And uh, it's always a good thing to not only participate, but to uh, kind of receive the blessings that happened uh, in our lives through Christ. Easter is not next Sunday, but the Sunday after. Can you believe that? And we are so excited at Living Word to uh, go ahead and, and, and receive all the the, the people that are going to be coming for our, our three Oracle campus services and our one Saturday uh, service in, in Kearney. And I will encourage you to uh, participate in inviting people that you know that might need the love of God in their lives. Uh, what a wonderful thing in 2022 for them to say yes to Jesus. And I'm believing that there will be many, many that are going to do just that. So uh, we'd love for you to, to join us as we invite our friends, families, and our neighbors in doing that. Remember, we have uh, tickets that are in the back, and those tickets are free. But really what they represent is we want to have an idea of who will be here, uh, kind of an estimate of who will be here. There will be people that will come just because they are looking forward to Easter. Uh, but uh, some of your friends and your family, they may come this coming Easter, and uh, so pick up your tickets, either for the 8.30 a.m., uh, the 10 a.m., or the 11.30 a.m. service, and uh, let's believe together that God is going to do some pretty amazing things. Amen? Also, uh, this week is our spring work week, and every year we come together as a church, and we clean up both campuses, the Oracle campus, the Kearney campus, and so all week long, there are uh, times that you can come and uh, either do some landscaping with us, uh, do some cleaning inside, or there's all kinds of different things that need to be done to get ready for Easter weekend. Uh, so just, uh, you can go to LWC Oracle, uh, or I'm sorry, lwconline.org, or you can uh, maybe on your welcome card put that uh, you want to be a part of helping this week. We'll be here from 9 to 4 all week long. And we encourage you to, to help us make it the best that it can be. We welcome our online campus right now. So if you're, you're here with us watching online, thank you for joining us as we uh, celebrate the goodness of God because he's worthy to be celebrated. Amen? Second service. What a wonderful crowd we have here in our second service. And I'm so excited. If, if you have your Bibles, let's go ahead and go to John chapter 4. Verse 27, we're going to start there, and uh, we're going to continue with Jesus' encounter with a woman that came to the well uh, there in Samaria, and this, this woman was an outcast. Uh, she had a lot of things that were against her, but remember, Jesus had to go through Samaria, and that was a place that Israelites, uh, the Jews, did not go through because they had a lot of animosity with, uh, with the people of Samaria. But he had to go there because he had an appointment 
to meet with this woman who was an outcast, and he was going to completely change her life. And, it, and it, it speaks to me about this beautiful reality that he had to go through Samaria just like he had to go through Oracle. He's here right now. And he wants to change somebody's life. If you, if you invite that, he will do great things in your life. He has to go through Samuel. He has to go through Mammoth. He has to go through Catalina. He has to go through Saddlebrook Ranch. He's got to go through, through Eagle Crest. And, and right now he's going through Kearney, through Dudleyville, through Hayden, Superior, all over the place. God is going through because he wants to do great things in somebody's life. And he wants to meet you where you need to be met. I want to start out with a question. How many of you in here have ever been so sure of something that you can't help but share it with anyone and everyone? You're so sure that this thing or this person has made you better that you want to share it or him or her with other people because it's going to make them better. One of the things that always comes to my mind is uh, I would love to be able to discover the cure for cancer. I've walked a lot of people in their last days of, of cancer. It's a, it's a horrible disease. And if I was to discover the, the cure for cancer, I would share it with people so that they would never have to navigate through the horrid effects of chemotherapy and radiation and all the things that they, that they have to navigate through. And, and, and it would make them better. And even if there's someone here in this second service that maybe your heart has been hardened and you don't like a lot of people, but let me pause right there because no one in second service has any problems with anybody. First service or some that struggle, but not second service. Online, I know that none of you guys are struggling with any, any, hard, or any hardened hearts. Uh, but even if you have a hardened heart and you discovered the cure for cancer, there are people in your life that you care deeply about. And those people that you care about, you would share the cure for cancer because it would make them better. And so sharing is caring. And, and there are things that, that I know... People in here, you, you share those things. How many of you love to cook and you cook very well? And so you cook or you make desserts and you have these recipes. And how many of you share these recipes with others because it makes them better? One of the things that I love to do, I love making salsa. I've got this PJ salsa that I make and, and, and people love it. My, my grandkids will, will call me and they'll say, Grandpa, when you come down, will you please make your salsa? Yes, and I have people that, that come to me and they'll say, Pastor, I, I ate some of your salsa. It's incredible. Will you share it with me? Share, me, share the recipe with me. And what, you know what I tell them? No. <laughs> Not yet. Wait till I'm on my dying bed and then I'll share it with you. But right now it's something that I get to bless people with. But really the, the, we, we want to share the good things of life because we want to make people better. And I'm here, I'm here today because someone cared about me enough to share Jesus with me. And since that happened, I've been made better. Every day that I walk with Jesus Christ, my life is better. I have a lot more peace, I have a lot more joy, I have the things that I could never find in this world, I have it because someone shared the love 
of God with me. And we're going to go into this narrative right now. And what we're going to see is this woman who was an outcast, this woman that didn't associate with very many people, this woman that went to the well in the hottest part of the day, that she goes back to the village and she shares the love of God. And it's going to teach us some things about us sharing Jesus with others. You see, a lot of times we are, uh, we're fearful, we're, we're, we make up all kinds of excuses to not share God with people, but that's the one thing that everybody needs. Everyone needs the love of Jesus Christ. Amen? And, and so what we'll find in this, in this, in this uh, passage is just that. Verse 27 starts like this. Just then his disciples came back. So th- those are the disciples of Jesus. Now they had gone away. If you were here last week, you remember that, that, that the disciples had gone to In-N-Out or La Casita to go and get some food. Amen? Remember that? Raise your hand if you remember. So, so they went to go get food. Now when they left, this woman comes to the well. And not only was she a woman, which in the historical context and that time and that day, women were not respected very much at all. But not only was she a woman, but she also was a Samaritan. And the Samaritans and the Jews, the Israelites, did not have anything in common. They, they did not look at each other with any kind of respect or love. And so we see that the disciples came back and they were shocked to find him talking to a woman. But none of them had the nerve to ask What do you want with her, or why are you talking to her? The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? Just pause right there. Now, if you remember last week, if you remember the the, the context right here, at the very end of her encounter with Jesus, Jesus had told her, if you would know the gift that God has for you, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. And in that that conversation, at the very end, she tells Jesus, when the Messiah comes, when he comes, he will explain everything to us, right? And Jesus tells her, I am the Messiah. Very important. When he said those words, I am, the same words that God spoke to Moses in the burning bush. In that bush that that, that was on fire, but that bush never burned because God was there, the presence of the almighty God. And he spoke to Moses and he said, Moses, I want you to go and deliver my people from Egypt, from bondage. And Moses said, I can't even talk. He made all kinds of excuses. Now think about it. Go and share me with the people and bring them out of bondage. That's important for us. How many people in our lives would benefit from us sharing the love of God with them because they're in bondage and they need freedom? And only God can provide that freedom. But when Moses said, who do I say sent me? And the bush, the burning fire spoke to him. God Almighty spoke and he said, I am that I am. Now, he's talking to this woman, has this conversation, and he says, I am the Messiah. I am God in the flesh. Now we go back and she runs back to the village and she says, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Is he the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Now that's important for us. 
Because all of that, that village, Sikar, came and they ran over there to see and meet Jesus Christ. Now, this is what I believe. In the year of 2022, people have been locked down for two years. And all kinds of difficulties have happened all over our world. And people are ready to meet their Messiah. I believe that in 2022, in April, in e on Easter morning, that there will be people, and even on Saturday, there will be people streaming and running to churches because they want to find their Messiah. They want to find exactly what the answer is. So they, they came streaming from the village to see him. 31. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. And they asked each other, did someone bring him uh, in and out? Did they bring him the double-double or, or while we were gone? Or did they bring him a number three from La Casita? They began to ask each other. And Jesus exclaimed to them, he says, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. And this is important for us. I want you to think with me. See, sometimes we think we're hungry for physical food, but the reality is we're hungry for spiritual food. And when we get nourished with spiritual food, that's the food that God gives, we do the will of the Father. And the will of the Father is to bring people to, to him. Let's keep on going. You know the saying, verse 35, four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvester, harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike? Now, let's pause again. This is very important. I want you to look around. Jesus speaking, he says, the fields are white for harvest. And there are people around you, people behind you, people that are in this place. And God is saying, the harvest is here. I've got people that I want to reach. I've got people that I want to set free. I've got people that I want to provide my peace, their, my joy into their lives. The things that only God can provide. And there's going to be great joy. There's going to be great happiness when people come and find the love of God. He said, you know the, you know the saying, one plants and another harvest. And it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work, and now you will get to gather the harvest. Now, this, is, this speaks to me, because here's the thing. Before I ever came to Jesus, there were people that had already done the work. They had worked, they had prayed. They had, they had, they had believed God for, for people to come to him, they even prayed for even maybe an Hispanic guy to come to Jesus that was out there in the world doing this thing that had no, no, no relationship with God, that had no, no, no even inclination that I needed something more. But people began to pray. And I'll never forget that, that as I walked into the door of, of this church, which they were meeting at, at, at another building down the street because they were building this church, that as I walked in those doors, that I went and I found something I had never seen before in a church. I found people laughing and joyful, and they were full of excitement. And I said, man, there's got to be, some, be something really wrong with these people. They're kind of weird. But here's the deal. I wanted that. I wanted joy. I wanted laughter. I wanted peace. And guess where I was the next Sunday? I was there. 
And guess where I was the Sunday after that? I was there. And those people that had been praying and those people that were believing that God was going to reach souls, they found a soul being reached, and his name was James Reese. And I sat in the back row, and I never, I never dreamt in my wildest dreams that I would ever be standing in front of people preaching the good news and sharing the love of God with people. If someone would have told me that in, at that time, I would have ran as fast as I could. But the reality is God had a plan. And here's what I want you to know, beloved. In the year of 2022, there are people around us that God wants to reach for his glory. And some of those people are going to be leading our communities. In this crazy day and age where they're turning everything upside down, God says, I'm still here. And I'm going to turn things right back up. I'm going to do things through my people. And some of the people that are out there doing the things that are contrary to God are going to be the same people that will be in here following the purpose of, of God with a heart change and a life change. And they're going to, read it. They're going to lead the church into the future. Hear me now. You may be sitting here. You've been running from God. You may be sitting here and you've been indifferent to the things of God, but God is not done. God is still working. Everyone gave up on that woman at the well, but she, God didn't give up on her. Jesus had to go through Samaria because he had a plan for her life and that plan was going to be big and she was going to do things that no one else was able to do. But God was going to work. And he was going to work good. Verse 38, I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant I said that already. Look at 39. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. When they came to see him, they begged him, Jesus, stay in this village. So he stayed for two days long enough for many more to hear his message and to, what did they do? Believe. Say it, say it a little bit louder. And they, to believe. Right? And they believed. Verse 42, then they said to the woman, now we believe not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. And now we know that he is indeed the savior of the world. And, and, and here's what I believe. I believe that there are many people in our communities who are going to say, I trust in Jesus today when they walk in the doors of a church, whether it's here or other churches in our area. I believe it because Jesus is the answer. He's got the answers to the questions we all ask. He's the only one that can fill the voids that we all have. And we all try to fill them with different sources. But only God, only God can fill those voids. Only God can quench that spiritual thirst that we all have. So I want to share five ways that we can share Jesus and we can learn from the woman at the well. Here's the first way. We should share Jesus energetically with energy 
How many of you in second service, and maybe some of you walking online, how many of you are passionate about different things? Just raise your hand. You have a passion for things. How many of you have a passion for the things of God? You've got, you've got energy. You, you're energized when you talk about the Lord. You're energized when you come around God's people. You're energized when we ha- have praise and worship. There's something that happens in your, in your heart and in your soul. You're, you're energized. The, the, woman, the woman left her water jar beside the well. With a lot of energy, she went back to the village. And when she went back to the village, she went lighter than when she left it. Because she left her water jar at the well. But that's not all she left. The woman left her shame at the well. The woman left her reputation at the well. She she left her fear of people at the well. She went back to the village redeemed. She went back accepted. She went back to the village significant. What she found at the well was something she was looking for. Every, Every person is looking for acceptance. Every one of us want to be accepted. Every one of us want to be significant. And she tried to find all this in in, in the five husbands that she had. And and she tried to find this in the one person that she was living with. and, And she could not find it. But she found it in Jesus. She found what she was looking for in Jesus Christ. And, and when she went back, she went back with energy. She went back to the, to the village of Sikar with, with passion. And she went back lighter than she'd ever been in her whole, her whole life. And she didn't go back with physical water, but she went back with the living water of Christ. And there's something that all of us need to understand. That we all have our well experiences with God. And at those places we find Jesus Christ. And at those places where you find the living water that you've been searching for, that, that, that thing that will quench your thirst and your soul and the dryness of our life. But here's what I know for sure, and here's something that's true of my life, that you have to leave something at the well. She left her jar at the well because she found something better. For, for, for some of us, you need to leave the shame that you're walking in at the well of Christ. For, for, for some of you, you need to leave the, the, the reputation that's been, that's been holding you back from doing the things that God wants you to do. For some of you, you need to leave the fear that, that just stifles you. The anxiety, whatever it is, you need to, you need to leave that, that water pot at the well with Jesus. And you need to run back and say, God set me free. Because God can. And if you think about, you know, what she found there, she found her acceptance because Christ accepted her where she was at. She found her significance. Christ gave her worth. Let me tell you, all of us that have ever strived for acceptance in our life and have tried to be accepted in the wrong places with the wrong things, and all of us that have tried to be, get significance, try to find worth in the wrong places, it makes us make wrong choices, amen? Because you want to be accepted and you do things 
for love, but it's not love they use you? You try to find significance, you want to try to find worth, and, and the things that you're trying to find worth in is it leaves you empty, and, and, and so you make wrong choices, and what you need is you need forgiveness, and that's exactly what Jesus brings. He accepts you. He gives you worth. He forgives you. And you go back to your, your, your village, you go back to your people, and you share how God set you free. You know, first service I, I, I shared, and, and, and there's this, this gentleman and his wife that have been coming for about two months now, and I'm just getting to know him, and we had lunch together the other day. And he, we, we went to, uh, to the Saddlebrook Ranch, and we, we sat at the, at the ranch house. A waitress came out, and he said, hey, I've been inviting you to church. This is our pastor. And I, and I, want, you to, I want you to come with us. I, I, my, Jan and I will come, and we'll pick you up, and we'll take you with us. And she was all excited. She said, yeah, I've heard about Living Word Chapel, and I, I think I'll go on Easter. And so she's talking about coming on Easter Sunday, and he's, he's excited. He's passionate. He's energetic about sharing his faith. So after the service, he comes up to me, and, and, and um, as I find more about him, I find out more about his life, he says, you know, I used to be the president of the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. And, and he said, I tried to find my significance, my acceptance in, in this position. But here's what I came to find out, that it left me high and dry, but I found it in Jesus Christ. Can I tell you something, beloved? What you're looking for will never be found in these things, the things of this world. What you're looking for will be found in Jesus alone. She went back to the village with good news. And every time you invite someone to a gathering where Jesus is exalted, they're going to find good news. The Apostle Paul put it like this. He said, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. Because good news energizes us. When someone speaks positivity into our life, it energizes us. It makes us excited. When someone speaks negative news into your life, it drains you. That's why I tell people, be careful how much of the news that you're getting on television because it'll drain you. If you start speaking back to the TV, turn it off. <laughs> That's a sign that is draining you. So on April 1st, what is April 1st? What do they call it? April Fools. I got a text message from my daughter. So she sent me this text, and my, my daughter is like the, the trickster of our family. I didn't even think about what day it was. And she sent me this, this text, and she said, Dad, oh, no, here, here we go. And so she sent me four images. And the four images were uh, four pregnancy tests that were positive. And she sent me this, and I said, what? Are you kidding me? Yay! And she said, Dad, she said, yeah, I can't believe it. Can, what am I going to do? And I'm like, woohoo, we're going to rejoice. It energized me. I was so excited. And she said, she texted me back. She said, April Fool's. <laughs> but this is after a little bit, and she, she texted she text me back. She says, Dad, I got to share. I'm, I'm going to share it with you guys. I'm going to share what she said. She said, Dad, I was laughing so hard that I, she said, I peed my pants. <laughs> So, Cassie, if you're watching, I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> April Fool's. <laughs> but think about it. 
good news energizes us. And, and when people come into a gathering where Jesus is, you're always going to lead better. Right? Here's the second way we share Jesus. Enthusiastically. The definition of enthusiasm means to show intense and eager enjoyment. You enjoy what you're doing. Did you see the ladies that were at the retreat? Did you see the joy that was with them? Did you, and even the tears were tears of joy. They were being cleansed of all the things that, 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 that kind of grab a hold of us and, and, and don't let us move forward. You know, God brings joy. So we're enthusiastic about the things of God. It also means uh, we, we're excited. We have an interest in what we're enthusiastic about. I'm very interested in the things of God because the things of God change our lives. You give approval. When you're enthusiastic, you give approval. I give approval to the things of God because I know I, I, I'm guaranteed that this will change your life too. The woman left her water jar beside the well and she ran back to the village. Are you kidding me? This is the heat of the day. She got there at 12 noon. It was the hottest part of the day. She didn't run to the, to the well. She walked to the well with her water jar. Now think with me. She came from the village of Sikar. Maybe there were 5,000, maybe 10,000 people. You know, I don't know the exact number, but she'd been married five times to five of the men there. They had their immediate family. They had their extended families. The people there were not very friendly to her because of all the talk, the chatter that don't matter. She, she, was, she was living with a guy, and, and he, they weren't married. So she didn't run to the well. She walked to the well probably talking. Say, my life, man, my life is pretty messed up. She walked and she waited for every woman to be gone because they weren't friendly to her. They weren't excited about her. But when she met Jesus Christ, she ran back to those same people that talked about her, to those same people that were naysayers, to those same people that, her, that had abandoned her to the people that had avoided her, she goes back because her burden had been lifted. And here's what I want you to know, beloved. For all the years that I've been walking with Jesus Christ, he never, ever, ever stops lifting the burdens of my life. The things of this world continually add burdens to my life. Why wouldn't I share enthusiastically how good Jesus is to them? That woman was excited. You know, when you look at that word in, in enthusiasm, two, two words, it's a compound word, Two Greek words. The first one is en, which means in or within. The second part of the word is theos, where we get the word in Spanish, Dios, God, God in us. When you're enthusiastic, you're saying, God is working in me. 
God is working within me so that I can make a difference in people's lives. When you're enthusiastic about the things that you do in this life, you are letting God work in you to make a difference. And you're sharing how good he is. I love the way that uh, uh, one of my heroes put it, Charles Stanley. Anyone know who Charles Stanley is? Great man of God. I love Charles Stanley. I love Andy Stanley, his son. Uh, Charles Stanley put it like this. God's plan for enlarging his kingdom is so simple. One person telling another about the Savior. Yet we're busy and full of excuses. Just remember, someone's eternal destiny is at stake. The joy you'll have when you meet that person in heaven will far exceed any discomfort you felt in sharing the gospel. Think about it. How, how many times do we make excuses with the people in our, in our circle of influence because we're uncomfortable maybe sharing the love of Jesus when it's an eternal message that you're going to be sharing with them. And we should be enthusiastic about that. The woman at the well didn't care how uncomfortable it made her. She was willing to share Jesus with the village of Sakar because she had been uncomfortable all her life because of choices that she'd made. And now someone had set her free. I don't know about you. But all the things that Jesus has forgiven me for, it's pretty easy for me to share his love with other people. Amen? When you understand how much he cares, you'll care enough to share how good he is. Here's the third way that we share Jesus eagerly. How many of you are eager for the things of God? To be eager means you have a strong desire to do something. You have a strong desire to accomplish something. I'm eager to make Jesus famous because he's worthy of it. John the Baptist, he said, he said these words. He says, I must decrease and he must increase. John the Baptist understood that he was a man, but he wasn't the man. And so when we, when we come into contact, when we come into relationship with Jesus Christ, we want to make him receive all the glory. We want for him to receive all the praise. We're eager about it. The woman left her water jar beside the well, and she ran back to the village telling everyone because she had an experience at that well. Where Jesus found her, and she was never, ever the same. And, and here's what I found out, and, and maybe, maybe you can relate to me. When I met Jesus at the well where he found me, I found that I had been drinking from the wrong well. And he gave me his living water. You see, this, this woman found that she had been drinking from the wrong well. How do we know that she left her jar behind? Amen? When you receive the living water of the Holy Spirit, you want to share Jesus. Because great and wonderful things happen. Before that woman met Jesus, she was not eager 
about sharing anything with the people. But when she met Jesus, she was very eager to tell everyone about the people. The Apostle Paul talking to the, to the Roman church, he said this. He says, I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ because it is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. And this good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. And it teaches us so much. It teaches us that Jesus paid it all. That is the greatest news we could ever have because we could never do it on our own. Are you with me? Have you ever been eager to share the Lord? Have you ever been eager to tell people about the wonderful things that God has done in your life? Have, have you ever been like a Dave Kachi that, uh, that says to the waitress who comes to serve him, I'd love for you to meet this Jesus that I met. And I've had everything. I've had a lot of really great things. I go to my house, I have an incredible house, but that is nothing compared to what I found in Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Here's a, here's a fourth way that we share Jesus expectantly. How many of you in here expect God to do great things in your life? He's that great. He can do things that, that we could never do. The, the, we learn a lot from this. The, the disciples, they were preoccupied with, with things that were not important. And we get preoccupied with things that are not important. They, they, they were preoccupied with the food that they were going to eat. We get preoccupied with in and out We get preoccupied with La Casita. Well, I'm preoccupied with La Casita. We get preoccupied with all these different things, but Jesus teaches us something that's vitally important. Jesus said, my food is to do what the one who sent me wants me to do and finish his work. Beloved, that's so important because a lot of times we think that we're hungry for physical food, but we're really hungry for spiritual food. And until you get the nourishment from the Father, you will not be strengthened to do the things that he's called us to do. He goes on, he says, you, you, you have a saying, four months until the harvest. But I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields ready for harvest right now. And I'm telling you, Living Word Chapel, second service, and you that are watching online, we need to open up our eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest and there are people all around us who need the love of God. That people have been locked up for two years. That people have been going through all kinds of difficulties and they, they're trying to navigate. People, people are doing things that are uncharacteristic of people. People are saying things that are, that are just completely opposite of the things of God. They're looking for answers, but they're looking for them in all the wrong places. You're even seeing things that are happening even at, at these prestigious awards. I'm not even going to go into that. But the Academy Awards, things are happening that, that, that are contrary to what people do in normality. 
But then you've got these people that are there at the Academy Awards, like a Denzel Washington that speaks up and says, in your greatest moment is when the devil's trying to get you. And he went and talked to this person that made a very, very bad mistake. But here's the thing. We should be praying for those people. We should be reaching out to those people. Do we understand that, that when you think you have fame, when you think you have money, when you think you have prestige, you have everything, you don't have anything until you have Jesus Christ. And there are people all around us who need the love of Jesus. And we have to expect God because he, Jesus said, I sent you to harvest a crop that you did not work on. Others did the work and you get to finish up their work. Here's the thing. I'm just a, a part of the ladder where, where God started working 20, you know, 28 years ago when, 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 when God was working to, to, to start this, this ministry here. And I walked in the doors having no idea what was going to happen. All I, knew, all I knew was that I was empty. All I knew was that I was thirsty. My soul needed to be quenched. And the only one that could quench my thirst was Jesus. And now here I am today. And I'm here today as a testimony to the goodness of God and the goodness of Jesus and what he can do. Let me tell you, quit sitting Every Sunday, sitting and leaving and not making a difference in your community, share the love of Jesus. Share Jesus with the people that are around you. The devil wants to stifle you. Jesus is telling his disciples, look at people are ripe. Lord, but we brought you food. I don't want the food. I want the people. And that's what he's telling us today. We're preoccupied. Think about what you're doing with. Think about what you do with this thing. How much time do we spend on this thing? It'll consume you. I want to be accepted. I want to have likes. How many people are watching the podcast? How many are I mean, the, the, the video cast? How many? I want to see that we, we want to find significance in these kind of things. We find significance in Jesus Christ. We find acceptance in God. And we should expect, because Jesus has changed our life, that he'll change other people's lives. See, that woman ran back. Here, here's a woman with a past. But the Bible says that many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because of the woman. Can I tell you something? Many people... You might not believe this, but many people have believed in Jesus because of what he's done in my life. But here's what I want you to know, that there's many people in your circle that God has placed there so that you could share Jesus with them. But you've got to leave whatever's holding you back at the well. And let his living water saturate you and penetrate your life. See, for some of you, it might be drug addiction. For some of you, it might be alcohol. For some of you, it might be, you know, uh, depression. It might be anxiety. I don't know what it is, but here's the thing. You can leave it at the well. And Jesus will fill your cup. He'll fill your soul. 
so that many people will come to him. Here's two easy ways. This week, two easy ways to reach people for God this week. Two, two easy ways. Write, write this down. The first thing is you invest. You invest in people because Jesus invested in you. He came because of you. He came because of me. He had to go through Samaria because there was a woman that no one liked. There was a woman at that well that no one cared about, but he did. And people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. Is there someone in your circle that you can invest into for the glory of God? And you might say, I'm not qualified, Pastor. Do you think that the woman at the well had a cemetery degree? I mean, I mean seminary degree? Do you think she had a degree? You don't need a degree. You need Jesus. And if you go to your people with Jesus, you have enough. She had a life-changing encounter. And all you need is a life-changing encounter. And you don't forget what Jesus did for you. The people in that village didn't care about the woman. But after her encounter with Jesus, she cared about the people. You see, you think to yourself, hear me, hear me now. You think this world is going, is going to hell in a, in a handbasket or this world is in trouble and this world. And, but here's the thing, when you find Jesus, when Jesus is in your life, you care about the people in this world. You don't want one person to go to hell. You don't want one person to be lost. You don't want one person to be eternally separated from God. You understand about how great God is, you invest into them. You know, this shirt represents investment. A dear friend of mine started a, 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 a shirt business in Bentonville, Arkansas. And he sent me this shirt. And, and, and what these shirts that he's, that he's putting, uh, Greg and Veronica Marufo, they're, they're putting this, 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 this uh, shirt apparel together so that people will ask questions about what's on the shirt. The whole, the whole purpose is, is to strike a conversation. And in that conversation, you can share the love of God. And when they order those shirts, when, they, when you get these shirts in, in the mail, there's a, there's a um, what's that code, QR code? There's that code that you get and you put your phone on it. And, and when you put that phone, it goes to a video testimony of how God has changed someone's life. There's an investment that we make to change the lives of people. Here's, here's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians. He said, I planted the seed but Apollos watered. But it's God who, who has been making it grow. And here's what you need to do. All you can do is, is you plant a seed in someone's life and someone else will come along. God has his people everywhere. And they'll come and they'll put some water. They'll pour a little bit of water into their life and into their heart and into their soul. But it's God who will make it grow? And the second thing that we can do is invite. Inviting people doesn't hurt. I talked about Dave Kachi, and I can't wait for him to share his story. Because he's got two or three rows full of people right there in that middle part that he's invited to church. Here's a man that had never been churched. 
Here's a man that was a president of a casino, the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. And now he's got two or three or four rows full, full of people that come with him. And one time he invited this person, this couple. They'd never been in church in a long time. The woman had not given her life to the Lord. She had never been in church. She came in and she raised her hand and gave her life to Jesus. A week later, she was diagnosed with cancer. Fourth stage. Stage four. She's been coming and we've been ministering to her as she navigates through those next steps. Remember I said in the very beginning, if I could find the cure for cancer, I would, I would help so many people and make them better. But she's got something better even right now. She's got Jesus Christ. So who can you invite to find the love of God? Verse 30 says, back in the village, she told the people, come see a man. When's the last time you told someone, come see a man? You'll hear my pastor, but he's going to talk to you about the man that can change your life. Come see a man who told me everything about me. Come see a man who accepted me where I was at. Come see a man who loved me with unconditional love. Come see a man that can change your life. You see, we invite people to meet Jesus because we care about them. I want people to meet Jesus because we care about them. And I remember, I, I, I can remember the times that God has placed me in front of people. I, I, I can see how the Lord has given me a, a courage to, to talk. It doesn't matter who, who they are. It doesn't matter if they're a, they're a professor in a, in a college. Thank the Lord Jesus that I was able to speak to them. Agnostics that gave their life to Jesus. Superintendents at companies that I was able to talk to them about the love of Jesus. Because here's the thing. We've got the greatest gift. We've got the greatest thing we could ever have. And here's a, here's a fifth thing. When you invite, you know, you invite people. But here's a fifth way that we share the love of God. We share Jesus with love. Lovingly. The woman at the well found love that had escaped her in five marriages. She found love that had escaped her in the relationship she was in because she wasn't married. Now you have to remember this. Very important. That at that time and that age and that day, women could not go to the courthouse and ask for a divorce and divorce their husbands. They couldn't do that. The husbands were the only ones that could divorce their wives. Five times a man had divorced her. A man had thrown her to the curb, kicked her to the dark places. And the man that she was living with didn't even have the decency to honor her in marriage. Maybe because he didn't want the reputation. Maybe because he, he, he didn't want the chatter that don't matter. Whatever it was, he didn't honor her by marrying her. But she met one man that loved her with unfailing love. And his name is Jesus Christ. And she went back to that village. Courageous. Bold. Strong. Accepted. Hear me now, there's someone in here and there's someone watching that you feel you have no worth. You feel like that woman at the well that you've been kicked to the curb. 
People have abandoned you. But here's the thing is Jesus is here right now to give you the love of God. And you will never be the same again. He loves you. When you share Jesus with people, you give them worth. Because Jesus gives them worth. He makes them worthy. Verse 42 says a lot more people entrusted their lives to him when they heard what he had to say. And they said to the woman, now they're having a dialogue with a woman, right? And they say to the woman, we, we, we're no longer taking this on your say-so. We've heard it for ourselves and know it for sure. He is the Savior of the world. Here's what I want you to, to just consider with me. Do you think that if Jesus talks to some of your friends and your family and your neighbors and your co-workers, do you think that if he speaks to them directly through his word, through a messenger, do you think that he will change their life? Do you think he's got the power to heal the hurt? Do you think he's got the ability to set them apart and make them holy? To sanctify them? Because this was going to happen on Easter. That's what happens every time we talk about Jesus. He does great things. He's the love of God. He loves you so much you can't even comprehend it. And he never stops loving you. He never stops caring. So here's your assignment. Here's your takeaway. Because God's already working in your hearts. But here's what I want you to do. It, that outline that, that, that you were handed, do me a favor. Will you pick it up, that outline, that, that, that handout? Pick it up. Wave it in the air like if you really do care. And, and go, hey, oh. We said, hey, oh. Right? Because we really do care. Now, now on that handout, it, there's a place that says in the bottom, four people that I, that I love or, or maybe I even like. And I'm willing to invest in, I'm willing to pray for and invite to Easter 2022 at LWC. Anyone have a neighbor? You have a neighbor that, that they would benefit from the love of God. Why don't you write their name down right there and invite them? Anyone have a coworker? Anyone, anyone in here work? Raise your hand. Good. About three of you. We're gonna, we'll have a job fair next week. <laughs> Anyone have a coworker who could benefit from the love of God? I got about three, three of them at Living Word Chapel. They could benefit from the love of God. <laughs> How about a family member? Anyone have a family member? Anyone have a husband or a wife or, or, or have a, you have a, a son or a daughter that, that maybe they've strayed and, and they could benefit from the love of God? Write that person's name down right there. How about a friend? How about a friend? Here's what I want you to know that, that when, when I went out to lunch and, 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 and this guy invited the waitress, she's a daughter of a friend. 
And you know what made me so happy? Because they're not, they're not churched. You know what made me so happy? God has his people inviting them. Is there a friend or friends? I'm talking to young people now. Some of your friends. We're talking about eternity. We're talking about people either being in the presence of God. If something happened tomorrow, would they be in the presence of God or would they be eternally separated from God? I don't want anyone to be eternally separated from God. I only have one family member, one, one that is not walking with Jesus. And my heart continually goes out all the time saying, Lord, I don't want him to die. My brother, I don't want my brother to die until he gets saved. My heart is stirred continuously because I don't want him to be eternally separated from his maker, the one who loves him. Is there a friend that you have that could benefit from Jesus Christ? Can we believe together that they're going to be here? But not only are they going to be here, they're going to meet Jesus. And you, and you, and you that are watching, you, you turn someone on to an online service and they hear the love of God and they receive Jesus Christ, we will all celebrate together. You think, you think that cumbias are good? They're so much better with Jesus. They're so much better with God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your grace. We thank you for how good you are. Lord, you're doing a lot of work in hearts. You're doing a lot of work in minds right now, Lord. Holy Spirit, we pray that you will just bring the refreshing of Christ into those that, that are making choices right now to leave something at the well. Someone is going to leave something at the well. And they're going to run to the village. Excited, enthusiastic, energetic, passionate, and with love. Lord, the conversations we have this week, Father... I pray that you give us boldness, confidence, and love as we speak to people about your goodness and invite them, Lord God, to a place where they can find Jesus and they can find a friend in him and their lives will be forever changed. And we'll be very careful to give you all the glory for what you're going to do. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And all of God's people said a big amen. Amen. Can we stand up and worship the living God?